You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For the first time in a while 
Let's talk about another song. Let's talk about Here's Looking at You, Kid. Yes. This is a fun song. This is a fun song because it was a collaborative effort that started in my childhood bedroom. I remember coming home from from school, coming home from Connecticut and being upstairs in my bedroom with a guitar and two of my best friends that were still living in Texas. Whenever I came home, we would go up to my bedroom and we would play around on guitars and try to write bad songs or try to write good songs to write bad songs. Um, and we, you know, 15, 16 year olds just figuring it out and having fun. This song was written in that same room, only it happened 20 years later. It was just kind of a bizarre, special experience to be in like your childhood bedroom with your childhood friends doing the same things that you used to do as kids. Only now it felt like you were doing it with more purpose and more authority and more meaning. You know, we were just kind of futzing around on guitar, trying to figure out what we were going to write. We had no intention necessarily on writing a song about having kids or anything, but there was a fourth human in the room. And that was one of my friends, his newborn son, he brought along with him and he was literally sleeping on my bed as we were messing around. So it seemed a little obvious the more we were playing around on the guitar that a song about it growing up and having kids was probably a smart thing to write about. We didn't get too far on it that night. We got like the basic structure and melody and a, a few verse lines that we knew were going to work. But the very next day, I was stopping in Dallas on my way down to Austin where I was going to do some recording at Rattle Trap with Ryan. We had about a fraction of the song written and the next day I drove down to Austin and finished it with Brian. That was an exhausting one to write. It was probably another six or seven hours of just kind of fumbling over those words. How do you know when a song is done? Uh, you sing the last word, I guess. <laughs> um, who knows? Honestly, I, this song in particular, there's a lot of internal rhyme in the verses. And I think that's one of the things Brian and I both kind of obsess over. We had finished the first verse in the chorus and we were trying to work our way through that second verse. And I can't remember which lyric it was. I can't remember. I just remember being somewhere in the second verse, trying to make one of those internal rhymes click. And we finally got it. And then we're like, that's it. We're, we're going to finish this thing. That was the moment of, I, it wasn't when the song was done, but it was the moment that I knew that it was going to be 
finished and that we were going to be able to record it the next day. So what's the feeling of that's it? Like, how do you know? What do you feel inside? What's, what's going on in your head when you, oh, man. when you say to yourself, that's it? That's a, that's a really interesting question because the that's it moment happens at different times. Like I haven't finished writing a song in a couple months right now, and it's driving me a little bit insane, but there's a lot on our plate in our house right now. Our little one's not in daycare right now, and I'm sort of handling that while my wife works from home. So I, I haven't really had like the clarity of being able to write a song start to finish. Anyway, this morning, my son is two. And while he was running around the room, I just had a a line pop into my head. And I was like, that's it. That's going to be the song that I write sometime in the next few weeks. And that's going to get me out of the rut. And that song is like half of a lyric, but I just have this feeling in my brain that it's more than that and that it's worth pursuing. And I feel like a lot of the times when you have that little aha moment, um, you're usually right. Every once in a while, you know, you, you chase something that's maybe wasn't worth chasing, but more often than not, the phrase hits you in a certain way for a certain reason. And you, you just try to, to sort it out. It's interesting because you can have that moment, like I said, out of the blue when you're walking the dog or playing with blocks with your kid, or you can have it four hours into a write when you've got two full verses and half of a chorus written, and you're still not quite sure where that song's going until you have that little, that's the piece that's going to make this all make sense. Like, I, I don't know if I can put into words exactly what it feels like other than it, it kind of hits you like a source of inspiration that like what you're doing is worth pursuing. And I mean that on a more minute scale of like, that lyric is worth pursuing. Like that line or that idea is something that you should try to figure out. And it'll be worth your time if you do. So is this a father talking to a son or a man talking to a boy? The opening lyric is, son, let me tell you a story about a boy who was trying to be a man. Yes. So um, one of the things I love about this song is with the exception of one or two words, if you wanted to, you could take this as a a father to a son talking about a girl. If you changed one or two lines, it could all be about finding the right woman. But this song is very much a, a father talking to a son, specifically talking to a son that, you know, is not capable of speaking yet because the idea came from the one month old baby that was sleeping on my bed when the idea first came to us. So the idea was, son, let me tell you this story about a boy trying to be a man. And from that line, it just became the idea of growing up alongside the kid that you've just had, basically. So the line is Humphrey Bogart to Ingrid Bergman in the movie Casablanca. Obviously, you know, superstar actor talking to actress in legendary movie. How is that in the song? Or So there, I mean, I guess in my head, it was probably a not very interesting turn of phrase to use a famous line from a very famous movie, but to have it literally talking about the kid that was sleeping on the bed. And at the moment, my two friends that I was writing with, I'm not going to call them out on it, but I think one of them may have not even gotten the reference to Casablanca. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because he was just like, oh, right, here's looking at you, kid, that there's a kid. And he's sleeping on our on the. We always say that when we toast someone. We always say that we toast someone. Exactly. Who invented that? <laughs> exactly. Um, but beyond that, there was no. 
I wasn't trying to, or we weren't trying to make any reference to the movie beyond that, that being a phrase that is commonly said. And actually now that I think about it, when Brian and I were trying to finish the chorus, we had it in our heads that it was going to be like a toast because that ends with here's looking at you kid, right? It's a big celebration. Whereas, you know, in the movie, that's not the vibe. And I remember we were trying to finish the chorus and we had already said that, you know, we're baking a toast here. And he was like, yeah. And then you just raise your glass. And I, and I remember that moment because I was like, that was, an, that was another one of those moments where it was like, the song's going to work. We're finishing it. It's going to work. I um, mean, it was just as simple as we're already giving a toast. Now we're just literally going to say, now raise a glass. And it seemed so obvious and right under our nose. And he was able to say it so matter of factly after we were sitting there for probably a few hours at that point. And it was just like a weight came off the, the shoulders. <laughs> so the song has the regret and wisdom of experience, and yet the optimism and hope for the younger person, the son. And it has that both lyrically and musically. And they're both contradictory oxymoronic ideas. Explain to me how you captured that in the music. Yeah, well, I, th I think a big sort of reoccurring theme in a lot of the things that I write, and particularly on this album, is being aware of your past and learning from your past and not just like running from it or hiding from it, but like accepting it as part of who you are and moving forward from there. And that's really what the song is about, right? It's growth and it's accepting everything you've done up to that point as being part of who you are, but looking onward to everything that's yet to come. That's pretty thorough throughout lyrically. And I think the music does a really steady job over the course of the song of building to those pretty big moments. And the song starts with, I think it's like 10 seconds of just drums, right? And we and you just kind of fall into it, right? It's a slow build, um, but by the end of it, like the layers really come together in a pretty heavy way. One that for me, frankly, is to be completely honest, pretty emotional. By the time you get to the end of it, the repeat of the last chorus, raise a glass to all the days ahead, like that still kind of gets to me a little bit because there's, there's so much happening in that little moment before the instrumental takes us out of the song that it's one of a couple points of catharsis, I think on the record on the whole. I want to ask how your two-year-old son reacted when you played the song for him, but one day I hope he listens to this podcast. And <laughs> yeah. Another reason that song is so interesting is it didn't start about my child. Uh, it started about my friend's son and my wife was pregnant at the time. Um, she was probably about six seven months pregnant. So like, it was definitely something I was seeing coming for me, but it started off like quite literally the kid in the song is if we were to take this at its most literal, it would have been my friend's Michael's son who was asleep on the bed. Michael was a new father. My other friend, Hunter, who was writing with us, who he actually came up with the, the initial riff. He's a father of two. I was an expecting father and Brian, he had two kids and another one on the way as well. I don't want to interject anyone else's thoughts <laughs> or what 
their emotions were going into the song, but I think it's unique in that it's written by four dads who were at different places in their life of being a dad. Now that you've crossed the river from being an expectant father to an actual dad, yeah, you would have to say there's a difference, would you not? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But like those three, they were writing from a very different perspective than you. Absolutely. And I think that's the here's looking at you kid line that fell out of my mouth when we were looking at Michael's little one on the bed. And in hindsight, that's interesting because I was the only one looking to it aspirationally, right? As something that I had yet to experience. So I was like in full fledged, let's celebrate to this newborn. I don't have one yet, (laughs) but I have one coming. So like, let's look forward to everything that's yet to come. I had this wonderful dear friend, Scott Wendland in life. And he once told me that whole journey for the man on the firstborn child is such a different, the world starts treating you differently. And your buddies no longer start asking you about how you're doing. They ask, how's Lindsay doing? Right. And then, (laughs) and then when the baby comes, it's how's the baby and Lindsay doing? And like you become this afterthought in the friendship and you're like, Oh, and the whole world treats you that way. It's like, you're now responsible for this thing. And you welcome it in such a special way, right? Like you lose your narcissism and you, yeah. <laughs> or you good. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and that's sort of really what a lot of, I guess the first verse there is about is losing that sense of narcissism and the world just revolving around you. And you think you run the show, right? Because very quickly you do not. <laughs> You have no idea about what it's going to be like. You know, you think you do. You've seen, oh, I, I love it when people say I have nieces and nephews. Like it is not the same thing, you know, as being the dad and being the husband. And, you, you know, it's a different part of life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.